Mom Who Knows Nada. My name is Brianna, and this is the Mama Knows Nada podcast. We're bringing dads back this season, and a former colleague and my former boss, we met his wife, Crystal, a few weeks ago. Uh, so this is Eric. I call him Jetty, even though he probably still hates it. <laughs> and he's going to talk about all, all about his dad life and what it was, what it's been like for him to... T- What's that word I'm looking for? To embrace fatherhood. So welcome, Jet. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to hear your your side of the story. So I heard Crystal's side. Um, so now I'm interested for your take. What was what did you feel when you found out you were going to be a dad? For me, excitement right off the bat. Uh, I was mm-hmm. I was super excited. Yeah, I, you know, I come from uh, a family of five. I'm the middle of five, so uh, I got to see my dad actually raise his four boys basically on his own. So uh, yeah. my mom, my mom left at you know I was around six, and uh, my siblings were various ages. The youngest was three at that time, but it was the example that my dad had set uh-huh. um, that that kind of always got me excited to be a dad at, at whatever point it came in my life. Obviously, it came a little sooner than I had planned, um, you know, because I was so career focused and driven. Uh-huh. But as my dad always says, if you want to hear God laugh, you tell him your plans. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> totally, um, totally. What was the hardest part about becoming a dad? You know, the hardest part about becoming a dad was I didn't I didn't get to see that example. I, I saw once, you know, the kids are already born and then living mm-hmm. coach and taking a school and, you know, cooking and stuff. But I didn't see the preparation, what it took, mm. um, you know, in the sense of a, a young man becoming a man and, and maturing mentally, understanding um, emotional stability. And f- I think most importantly is be being that support person to your partner, um, mm. you know, to, your, to your spouse, whoever is having the kid, um, that was, I think, the biggest obstacle and, and something that I had to learn. And, um, you know, my wife is uh, very good at giving feedback. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and, and I feel like I'm a good learner, you know, so um, I, I, learned, I learned a lot. And that would be the, the hardest part of becoming a dad was being that support person. <laughs> you, you can handle the constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got tough, the toughest skin I've ever had now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah she's not going to hold back on you, that's for sure. No, uh, no. As she shouldn't. As she shouldn't. <laughs> I think that's really interesting, the way, the way you put that, is like that p- part of becoming, seeing that example of preparation and how to be support. Because I think, and my husband and I talk about this a lot, he struggled with what the hell do I do? Like just, you know, and sometimes even when you're direct and specific, he's like, wait, is that, is that what you really mean? Do you really mean like, (laughs) take like, this is, this is, are you being real with me here? Totally. Uh, and sometimes I'm like, yes, fucking take this kid, you know? And then other times I'm like, no, I need you to read between the lines, you know? So poor guy. But I think that's, that's such a poignant thing to say because no, nobody trained you for motherhood and nobody trained you for fatherhood with it. Like, however your family dynamic works, like, like you said, who's having the kid, who's the support person, like that's, it's a juggle, you know, you have, you have to have like a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like groove with someone to, to like read them. And I know like for us that we did not have a groove. So no. It was like, uh, this ship is going down. So. Definitely. You know, and, and for, uh, the, the husband the support partner, like we're not the one carrying the kids. So we're not mm-hmm. like building that physical relationship and connection with the child. Yeah. So for, you know, uh, leading up to your first kid, there's almost like this ignorance, like, I don't, it, it's not real because I don't see the baby yet kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I don't have to yeah. attend to these needs quite yet. So the mm-hmm. mindset should be, yeah, really supporting, you know, your, your partner, uh, in that nine months as you're mm-hmm. doing all those things you need to do, you know, get in healthy habits and routines so that once you're there, you're not completely thrown off kilter. But, um, yeah, being, being that support person would be yeah, yeah my, my biggest but, advice. <laughs> but that's, um, that's funny you say that. I remember my husband, like. He has like nothing changed for you, even like in the first few months of Declan's birth, like Dom still traveled all the time for work. I was the 95% one there. Not that he didn't help or take the baby or bottle feed him and all that stuff, whatever. But 
I was still the one that was doing most of the work and nothing had to change for him. His lifestyle, his work, his, like, I mean, he doesn't exercise. That's a different story <laughs> for a different day. Um, but he, like nothing, he didn't have to go to all the appointments. He came to me with most, with me to most of them, but like nothing mm-hmm. out of his day-to-day existence had to change. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I was Boy, like, it's easy. I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Totally. And you make, uh, raise a great point. It's like that, that routine, whatever systems you have, like don't let having a kid throw you off. Like you guys are mm-hmm. living your life and, and working towards, you know, whatever it is that you're working towards. Cause at the end of the day, we only have these kids in our house for 18, you know, years yeah. or so. And, and then it's back to yeah. us, you know? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> someone told, someone told me kids come into your life. Um, you know, they, they don't become your life. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard to swallow. You know, easier said than done. When you got babies, you're like, oh my gosh, this is my everything. You know, like uh-huh. it's amazing. But um, you know, we're here to just give them that foundation and yeah, and you know, screw them up a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like that you said that because I was one of my things in my girlfriends that I talked about, and I think some of us are better equipped to that than others. Like my dad, very much growing up was all about, yeah, I'm going to give you this, but it's your choice. And then you're responsible for yourself at a certain point in time. Like I'm here to guide you. I'm, I don't own you. Like, and I think sometimes, especially old school thoughts, like do as I say, not as I do kind of stuff. Children seem not be heard kind of things. Children don't have a voice or an opinion. I don't necessarily agree with all that. I think that you have to keep them safe and teach them, um, firm boundaries and healthy boundaries in all kinds of different interactions. But, you know, like I use the example of like my son all the time because this kid loves dresses and dancing and the color pink and, you know, twirling like a little princess. Okay. If I wanted to go a conventional way, I'd be like, no, you need to toughen up or you can't do this. I want him to have confidence. You know what I mean? And me saying that's not what boys do or that's not how you should behave is only going to diminish his confidence because he's going to start feeling insecure about whoever he is. You know, I don't know who he's going to be yet. He's not even four. But I think that's like so important what you said, because now, you know, I need to, if I'm going to grow him into like a confident, self-assured, like empathetic, kind human being, that starts with how I treat him, whether I want him twirling around in dresses or not. I mean, I don't care, but at the same time, like there are people who see that and like, Oh, Oh, that's a boy. And he's wearing a, he wears a kilt all the time. We're, you know, Scott Irish here. So he's in his kilt trying to tap his way through the house. And you know, like, so why would I want to smash that, that yeah. energy, that spirit? You know what I mean? Like he's going to be on his own one day. I want him to be fully equipped to handle what the world is going to throw at him. So that's my antidote. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I 100% agree because it's that creativity, you know, and that mm-hmm. imagination that these kids have naturally that, that yeah. gets suppressed, you know, when, when they enter the school system and, you know, they start just looking around and like, okay, getting real with their circumstances and then unfortunately Mm -hmm. kids become a victim of their circumstances instead of victors of their circumstances you know and my dad kind of was that traditional approach i mean he had four boys to raise and so he kind of had there was a no you know no shit um you know zero margin uh you know no shit policy so Mm -hmm. um there was definitely spankings and a lot of yelling (laughs) and um you know and definitely yeah if if you stepped outside of what a boy was, who a man was, you know, and and Mm -hmm. I like to wear like a pink shirt, you know, like I remember back in middle school, like, yeah, all the guys, like they'd have this really cool pink shirt and it was like, it looked good. It was like a, you know, like a nice Hollister or like Ralph Lauren, you know, pink polo. And I was like, okay, that's dope. And, you know, but of course, when I would wear that, you know, put it on to go to school, my dad's like, you know, he'd probably call me, you know, the F word, you know, and, uh, and just stuff like that, you know? So it's yeah. like, okay. Uh, it's not a good way to start my day. You know, I'm really like, <laughs> man, my, my confidence yeah. is, is really beaten down. And like from all yeah. people, my dad, my, the one person that yeah. I should feel safe with and that guy should be mm-hmm. empowering me. I mean, yeah. I love him, but that's just one example of just, yeah, the, uh, the old school traditional mm-hmm. approach, you know, and cause 
choosing not to take that into your kids. You know what I mean? Like that's Definitely. what I, I have to do a lot. It's like, like this morning, my husband's gone for an extended amount of time and I already want to put my head through a window <laughs> and I'm like, no, you need to breathe. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Definitely, you know, definitely. One step at a time. Yeah. So. <laughs> all, all you can do. Someone That's says the, the, the days the days seem long, but the years are short or something. I know. And like, it's so it, true. It is true. I mean, gosh, Dean is almost three here in May, and like <laughs> some of these days are like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's only three p.m. You know, but and then it's like, wait a minute, we're at 2022 already, and yeah, the kids turning three so it's it's wild yeah, how, how it goes. i hear yeah i mean Dustin's <laughs> gonna be four in like three months and i'm like oh my god what is and he's like discussing like dance shoes with um another mom and we're like oh wait they're almost out of toddler sizes and i was like <laughs> i have a little kid not a baby you know <laughs> and we're like oh it was uh, it was just like yeah. a, this moment uh i couldn't Anyway, I mean, um, Layla is Layla's barely over one. She's like 15 months and she's already rocking like three T pants. So oh, girlfriend, I'm like, yo, these legs, I don't know where you get these legs. <laughs> not, from, not, not from daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Must be from mama. Um, mm -hmm. What have you found has come easy in this role of fatherhood? Um, I think the, honestly, the homemaking skills, I think yeah the ability to, to multitask um ah. and yeah i'm really good at that i mean gosh it, we think about the restaurant business like you yeah. got to do a lot of different things and you got to be in a lot mm -hmm. of different places and you got to prioritize and you just have to manage a lot of moving parts so nice. yeah and um because my dad was a great example of that he has restaurant um background himself so he understood he appreciated service and that's his mm -hmm. love language is is acts of service and he mm -hmm. loves to cook for people loves to entertain and um so that's where i acquired that mm -hmm. um knack i guess and yeah i did so well in the, in the restaurant business because of that but fatherhood i was like stoked for because i was like okay i can i can manage all this stuff and i um you know that'll lead me kind of into my journey into entrepreneurship because that was yeah. part of my, my part of my vision you know because i wanted to do all the things and yeah. and you can't do all the things if you're running a restaurant nope <laughs> so so um yeah you know it, that part came easy the, the multitasking and just like i had experience i've got two little brothers that are uh one's like 14 months younger and one's like 22 months younger oh wow so, yeah so like i guess growing up with that you know it was always like okay go 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 there was something to do somewhere to be like we're gathering all the things you know proper preparation prevents poor performance you know like all those things it was just ingrained in my dna wow. at, a young, at a young stage so that's why the fatherhood portion came easy <laughs> uh, you're like you're gonna be like the best coach ever you know just in life like come on guys you got I, this <laughs> i've always wanted to be yeah I, i've always wanted to be the coach <laughs> um, Oh my gosh i can like hear your jet isms coming out and i'm like oh my god definitely <laughs> this takes me back <laughs> what has surprised you most about fatherhood um i guess maybe emotional energy mm. and, and and yeah the amount of energy that it takes because you're not used to that i mean running a restaurant mm -hmm. is one thing that's a certain type of stress but as you know yeah. like getting up in the middle of the night and um you know not really knowing what's going on you're kind of figuring it all out and figuring out this person and um and then trying to be that support person as well it's like okay you're yeah. both stressed you're both stressed and like don't don't want to be in this situation right here right now but mm -hmm. I, I need to make it better for the other person at least if i can you know so like yeah having that servant heart um has has been something that we've just had to embrace you know and, and just like what can i do to make this environment more positive mm -hmm. and more you know loving how can i how can i give in love or i guess rather how can i respond in love um mm. as, as as opposed to reacting to the situation because we typically yeah. react emotionally oh, yeah. and that's okay but how about we respond yeah. and with love oh that's a good one too uh, that's what i would say i'm working on that and i, I think part of it for me because i've had such a service heart too like you know what you're talking about it's like i relate to that so much but i also as i've gotten older and i've gotten more like 
self-assured and confident in who I am and what I need as a human being. I'm also like very defined about my non-negotiables. Like as much as I want to like, and a lot of the response with love needs to come towards my son because I, like I said to my husband in text message this morning, I'm like, I do not have the patience for motherhood. <laughs> like I do not. <laughs> I try so hard. Um, but I do not have it and it's a work in progress and I try every day, but I also feel like as much as I, that's really good advice for me to, and a pill for me to swallow, like is always that delicate balance of not losing sight of who you are and what you want. And that's like this, like, you know, the ever seesaw that I think we all go through every day, you know, like yeah. I like to play tennis. I do this podcast, uh, you know, working as a writer, like all that stuff. And it's hard like the multitasking mm -hmm. skills come in. Like I'm like typing down notes before we hop on this call because my week has gotten screwed up like so many other people's have about this pandemic. And you're just like, and then I find myself barking at my kid because I have this internalized pressure. But to the respond in love, yeah. okay, yeah. let me eat those words later. <laughs> I know, I, I'm preaching to the choir myself, you know, and, and just that emotional energy, I think to maintain that, and, and you can, I think about it as like a fuel tank, you know, it can be like your love tank, which is definitely important, you know, in between the spouses, but your energy tank is mm -hmm. very, very important. And you have to preserve that and, and grow your stamina over time. So, mm. um, you know, I don't know what, what systems you have in place, but what I might say for, for the listeners is, you know, focus on yourself to the extent where you got to be the best version of yourself so that mm -hmm. you can, so that you can respond with love. So Something that mm. I do because my kids wake up, you know, early, early. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I got to get up earlier. You know, if I want to get, yeah. if I want to have some time to myself and not start my day with screaming children and serving someone else's needs, then I need to put my needs first. And unfortunately, yep. that is, that's trading off. That's trading, that's getting to bed a little earlier and getting uh -huh. up a little earlier, you know? Uh -huh. and, and what I do is I, I get in a good mental space first. And it's like, okay, if I start my day more grateful, um, you know, mm. or, or with some exercise or whatever, it's like, okay, I'm in a way different space. And now I'm like grateful for my kids. So now when they're, when I hear them screaming, I can now respond with love and, and start yeah. their day on a better note. So yeah, that's it's a all good about, point. it's, it's trade-offs, you know, and, but it's also keeping, keeping that big, that long-term mindset as well. It's like, Hey, we need to give whatever, everything we got to our kids right yeah. now, because they're all we got. Yeah. So it's, it, it is a delicate balance, you know, don't lose yourself, but, uh, don't put them on the back burner either. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, I think every day is a juggle and sometimes it's a little give and sometimes it's a little take, you know, that's yes. all and it takes two. Really I mean, do. I am so grateful that I have a partner. Like I saw mm. this done without one and, you know, and I can only imagine my parents when they were having kids, obviously like a few years later, they ended up getting divorced. So I, I don't suspect that the, you know, the, those years were as joyous or seamless as mm. you know, what, what Crystal and I are, are choosing to make them for our kids um, wow. and, and our future. So I think that's also a conscious choice that you guys both made, you know, like as if I remember correctly, her parents like separated or divorced as well. Mine separate mine divorced when I was like seven or eight. And I mm. think the intention to be with a partner with a little bit, I don't want to like slander anybody's parents, but it's my own included, but like there's, I think an integrity that people of divorced households or broke, I was I'll say quote unquote broken homes have, because it's like, they understand the repercussions. You know, my parents' divorce was ugly in the terms that they were both immature and didn't put the kids first when they should have. Mm -hmm. If that ever happened with Dominic and I, like we already have like, you know, an exit plan, if you will. Sure. You know, like if you yeah. go into a contract, you need to yeah. negotiate that the, the out before you go in. And it would be about what was best for Declan as it always is every day. And I think that having that intentional and that integrity for the relationship going into it and you know, no one wants to plan to get a divorce. Like, let's be real here. That's not mm -hmm. my, my plan here. My intention with my husband was we weren't even married and we weren't planning to get married. 
when Declan was conceived. So my whole thing was I could be a single mom without a job. How do I look after myself and my kid if he decides to up and leave me? So I think that coming from that background gave me like lended me towards a, having a more intentional conversation about, uncomfortable about what my expectations were once we decided that we were going to be together and have this child kind of thing. So I don't know if that resonates, but definitely it's very easy to just, you know, say, Hey, you know what? Like I'm over this. I, I don't want this added drama or stress or pressure yeah. and, and just leave. But yeah, it's, it's a very selfish and immature uh, way to behave. And, and yeah, our, our parents grew up in different times, way different oh, times. Yeah. Way different. And I mean, it, it was like, yeah, it was just a different, um, you know, social setting and like having, having lots of kids, um, like seemed awesome and stuff. And then like, yeah, the real, <laughs> so it's like, crap, wait, so we can't it. afford any of this. Yeah. It's like super stressful <laughs> and, and this sucks. And, and yeah, like, and unfortunately we're just that next evolution, but I really mm -hmm. think that, um, I think that kids in the future, I think there will be less broken homes. I, at least I hope so. You know, if we can educate and inspire, you know, people to to be those support people to put marriage first, and mm -hmm. um, you know, because unfortunately, a lot of in a lot of situations, the kid comes before marriage. I mean, we had Dean before uh, Chris and I were even, yeah, getting. I don't know. So you know, we got engaged. Yeah, we got engaged and then boom, Dean was born, and then a few months later, you know, we ended up getting married, and and that's just our journey and like. Yeah. And, and we're so happy it worked out that way. But uh, in other situations, when the kid comes mm -hmm. first, that adds a whole different dynamic. And then people mm -hmm. are like, man, no, like I don't want to commit. Because mm -hmm. they're like, okay, well, I'm I'm committing to this kid already. Another, I don't want to commit to, you know, uh, this, a wife yeah. or a, a spouse yeah. or whatever. And and gosh, the financial pressures are, you know, oh, are, gosh. are imminent. In every relationship, everyone's got their own situation. But, like, uh, just the way the economy is, it's, it's not helping anybody, you know? No. It, and I think that's the truth is, like, it. Dominic and I always because I always I get the question all the time. Are you going to have another one? He needs a sibling. I'm like... I wasn't supposed to have the first one. So like, I'm not going to push my luck with the universe <laughs> God or be, be it what it may. Like I got my miracle. Can y'all just back off? Thank you. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I think it's rude. First it. of all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we can do more for one than we can for two. Like he can go to, you know, we can travel and you know what? Maybe he will go to a private school, not a public school, or, you know, what? maybe he'll yeah. be homeschooled by a private tutor, you know, like whatever, like, because that could, I can't do that if I have more than one kids, you know? That's a great point. Just, yeah. Someone told me because I used to want more kids. I mean, before I had any, I was like, yeah, I, I want a bunch. Cause I, I grew up with a lot and like, mm -hmm. because I was so ambitious and confident in my ability to be that husband and father and like, uh, provide an abundant household where like I can financially make this happen. That was my vision. And then I had yeah. one and then I had two. I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reevaluating, you know, and, uh, but yeah, and be grateful for, for what I got, you know, not, not pushing the luck by any means. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, so something interesting is that you kind of had the role of like Mr. Mom, you know, I don't want to like yeah. genderize like roles, but you were primary caregiver to your kids for, for, I mean, I think you still work at home, so it's not like you're not around. Uh, right. but you kind of <laughs> took that lead primary caregiver role. Well, I want to get into a little bit about that. Um, what have you enjoyed most about being present and watching them grow? I think uh, that is exactly what I enjoyed the most is being present <laughs> and watching them grow. <laughs> you know, that's that's the best part, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Not maybe not every see that's the tough thing about dads you know you, mm. you have so much pressure to provide that mm -hmm. that you make that the priority and you have mm -hmm. to be in, in most cases you know the the primary breadwinner and the provider and like there's so much stress on that and, and you mm -hmm. make that the priority so you almost sacrifice those early years you know you're like okay i'm busting my butt putting in the time yeah. so that so that we can enjoy later and for mm -hmm. guys it's easier to have that big picture mindset in my opinion um, yeah. And, and so 
I just wanted to have that proper balance. And another example, my dad, he owned his own business. He was self-employed and worked from home. So that's how he was able to be flexible with his hours and take us to school and pick us up and be our baseball Aww. coach and, and all those things, you know, and, and he, he made the time to get his work done. And, um, and that was inspiring. So that was really important to me because he was always there for us. Um, oh, you know, awesome. maybe, yeah, yeah. Like he was, he was physically there, you know, maybe, maybe not. He just had his own style, I guess. He loves us so much, but like <laughs> sometimes it didn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> and but, like, no, but he knew, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know? You know, at the same time, he freaking uh, played the hand he was dealt and he played it very well. Um, you know, so, so I, I want to take care of that guy in his old age. He just turned 70 already. So oh, wow. um, he, he is in his old age. So I, I want to, you know, be able to, to just have him not, uh, not have to stress about anything, you know, cause he's, he did yeah. do a good job, you know, with us. But I forgot what the original five question kids, was. Uh, yep. Being present, watching them grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. Them. That That is uh, super important and close to my heart, you know, is, is time. Because you can always make more money. You can never make more time. And mm. tomorrow, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Yeah, I got I got this uh, this little coin here. I, I try to put it in my pocket every day, but it says Memento Mori. And on the back, it says you could leave life right now. So just Lucky being grateful, be, be grateful for, for what you got. Anything can happen. And there's a lot of yeah. time of our control, you know, you get a car accident, um, you know, yeah. volcanoes are going off these days. Yeah. So it's, it's wild. So just it's be grateful crazy, for yeah, what you got and live for today. Cause for so long I lived, I was living for tomorrow. You know, it, it was like yeah. you work in the corporate world and you just, you're trying to get that promotion. You know, I want to, yeah, you're working towards the next mm -hmm. thing and, and it's easy to do in your life and your home life, but it's important to really live the day to day and be mm -hmm. present in those day to day. I think that's really interesting too, because you could leave your, like, you could literally, like literatively and figuratively, like leave your life. Like if you're so worried about tomorrow or you're afraid to show up for today, which is the conversations I've been having with some people close to me. It's like, you have to choose what's worthwhile to you. And you have to choose yourself as being worthwhile, whether you're single, married, separated, divorced, you know, if you have a chronic illness, whether you're healthy, like you have to choose your worth every day and if yeah. you don't choose that then are you even living you know i don't know yeah. that's like that's something i was just having a conversation about yesterday and i'm just like man like you're it's like you're too afraid to live but you're not ready to die like what is that you know so like i think that that coin is kind of cool because it's twofold it's like it's totally you know, multifunctional yeah <laughs> yeah and that's just like the kind of level like we're, we're trying to get on, I guess you could say it's like the, the road to enlightenment or mm -hmm. something, or, you know, we're, we're just in this awakening process where like life is so precious and valuable. And like the fact that we were even able to have kids in the first place, mm -hmm. man, that's a blessing. We got two kids. I got one boy, one girl. Like I could literally yeah. die right now. <laughs> so happy. So blessed. Like I'm good, you know? And <laughs> So it's, it, I think a lot of people, especially the last couple of years, they're just lacking purpose and, and mm. hope too, you know? Mm. And so that's a good point. Yeah. Cause if you don't have a purpose, you're not living for today and you can't yeah. work for tomorrow. Like it's so, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's really this internal self growth mm. journey that, that yeah. everyone needs to embark on. It's everyone's different. We, we have our own life. And at the end of the day, like when we die, this is all we got. It's, it's our body. Yeah. We, my dad said, he's like, you know, when you die, you don't see any, uh, U-Hauls, you know, behind the hearses, like yeah. no one, no one's taking their crap with them, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so we, we just need to reprioritize what's truly important yeah. to us. And I think that's really important when we go back to like that whole thing with like growing children, like they're on their own journey and we have our pre like preconceptions and our own internal judgments and our, you know, the way it, like our opinions, right. And they might yeah. not have those same things. And that doesn't make our children wrong. Even if they're four years old and twirling in a dress and tapping around the house, like yeah. that doesn't make him wrong. It just makes, that's what he loves right now. You know what I mean? Totally. And it's like remembering that how, and it, cause my husband laughs at me like sometimes and I'm like, no, 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 no boundaries start now. If he comes up and hits my butt or, um, like, you know, social, like, constructs like some of the stuff yeah. starts now like it's not appropriate to lift up someone's stress in public which my right. son has done to me 
sure. it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. You, ha- you have to plant these seeds now for their young little brains because then by the time they're 9, 10, 12, 15, dating, whatever it is, they already know. They already know. It's it, that, And that's where you have to, like, I think, look ahead. But at the same time, you have to you have to bring it down to their, their level, you know? Like, yeah. But you have to have that, like, um, that awareness and their journey is going to look different than my journey. And I have to kind of check myself every once in a while to make sure that my, cause my growth as an individual is going to look different than Declan's and looks different than his father's. And sometimes it's really hard not to like, you know, pull them up or bring them down depending on where I am on my path. So that's interesting that you said that. Definitely. No, about that. <laughs> that's really cool that, that you brought that up because you're right. They are on their own journey. And, and you brought up mm-hmm. before, like some parents uh, have that control factor and mm-hmm. you know, they, they control their kids and, and really try to guide them in, in maybe, maybe the way, you know, they, uh, what do they call it? Like the self self-fulfilling prophecy, or whatever, like, yeah. you know, where, where the, where the, parent fell short they try to you know relive their glory days to the kid and yeah. stuff and um yeah the awareness to know that they're on their own journey and let them do that be mm-hmm. free to do that and oh, yeah um and that's so cool and maybe we can learn something from them in the process you know because our imaginations have been turned off so much you know for so long like maybe just if you are present and engaged with them and play mm-hmm. with them and listen to them you can learn something you know, I like that you said that, be, that to learn from your kids because I am a firm believer that you, yeah, your child is the child you have received in this life is the child you are meant to govern, but you're also going to learn something from that child. It's a symbiotic relationship. And part of the reason I say that is because especially like looking at my toddler now, he is so pure and honest with like today. Uh, and I created like a meme for this because I was so crazy. I said something about if, um, something about being a young man, I was like, Declan, you need to do X, Y, and Z young man. He goes, mommy, I'm not a young man. I said, what are you then? He's like, I'm a human. And I was like, Oh, mic drop. Kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I was like, <laughs> Okay. Yes, you but, are. But still, my point is, and I forget yes. the point I was trying to make to him, like, because I was like, oh, I just got real quick. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ah! <laughs> um, anyway, so let's go back to some misconceptions about being like the homemaker versus oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, working yeah. outside the home. Anything you'd like to address about like your time is like, mm-hmm. I hate saying like Mr. Bomb because I think that you're not Mr. Mom, you're your dad. Um, but yeah, like that no. role of like the domestic partner, that's more home than the other one. Totally. I think like for, for a little while, um, it was like, it was more, you know, coming, coming into society, but then like, gosh, with the economy, you know, after, after the pandemic and everything, it's like, okay, now there's even more pressure. And Mm -hmm. some people, some people, yeah, chose, you know, saw it as an opportunity. Some people are are still living in fear and yeah, lack Mm -hmm. purpose and all that and all that stuff. But yeah, I think I, I hope that in the future, you know, because women are working just as hard as men and holding the same jobs and, and all that stuff, and which is awesome. And, um, I mean, Crystal likes to work like, I mean, doesn't, she doesn't love to work, but she likes getting outside of the house and talking to adults, uh, you know, and, and coming home with cash in your pocket and eating some good food for a couple hours. Like that's, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. And you know, it allows us to, uh, well, you know, it did allow us to, yeah, do those things. You know, we like to go out to nice restaurants and, um, we like to put the kids in pampers, you know? So <laughs> you know, it, it's nice, it's nice to have, yeah, a couple extra bucks to do that. But I think more, there should be more of an importance for the guys to, to step up and like be, be more of a dynamic human themselves, mm. not, not just fulfill that role of the provider or, um, you know, the guy that builds stuff and fixes stuff around the house, you know, like, like be, be the guy that does the dishes and folds mm. the laundry and, you know, changes the poopy diapers, you know, and, and takes out the poopy diapers, you know, whatever, like be the guy that, you know, says, Hey babe, like you, you need to go get your nails done. You know, like I'm going to hold down the floor and watch the kids yeah. or whatever, you know? So like just more awareness of, of the duty. It's like, Hey, you're not just, I mean, be a father, but be a support person as well. Be a husband, yeah. you know, be, be a partner and 
I mean, like I said, you can always make more money. If you're focused on money, if you're always chasing money, you always be chasing mm. money. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. not your priorities are wrong, which means you're making decisions based on your value system. And what you value is money. Obviously, if you're choosing to leave your family X amount of hours a day for so long and thinking that something is going to get better down the road, yeah. that's, that's kind of insanity. You know, you're doing the same thing. And I've just learned so much about uh, economics too at, in my own self uh, you know, growth journey where like trading your time for money is not going to equate to an abundant lifestyle, you know, to wealth. No. Like, unfortunately we're, we go to school and we, you know, we taught to get a good job and we work our way up the ladder. And unfortunately when we get to the top of the ladder, we realize that ladder is leaning on the wrong building. And, and, <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we jump from, from building to building, but all within the same ecosystem yeah. and we're not learning okay, hey, every paycheck, we should be paying ourselves first. We should be putting 10% away, whether it's in a retirement account, a savings account, but let that yeah. money get to work. Start growing your money and learn how to multiply this. Everyone yeah. right now should listen to the book or read the book or listen to the audiobook, uh, Richest Man in Babylon. That's a classic and that will paint this perspective about money and how hmm. you can make it grow so that you can buy your time back. I mean, richest if, man in Babylon. Yeah. Richest man in Babylon. That, write that down. Definitely. Definitely. And that's a good place to start, you know, for everybody because it's, you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like I'm working for somebody else and, yeah. and everything at the grocery store is only getting more expensive. And, uh, you know, yeah. I did get a 50 cent raise, but after taxes, you know, it's like, we're not taught this stuff We're we're just distracted so that we're just in chaos and stress. And then yeah. we're like, you know what? I just need a beer and a Big Mac. And then that, I think that's what will make me happy. <laughs> Definitely the beer for me. Well, wine, but right. you know. <laughs> no, totally, totally. You know, and so, so yeah, that's, uh, that would be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> to the question. <laughs> Yes. Next question. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and tell me what it was like to watch uh, Crystal become a mom. What was that like for you? Oh, awesome. Yeah, super cool. Um, yeah, if you guys watched the podcast, you know, with my wife, she's a badass. And <laughs> she uh, is. She, yeah, she just beasts through everything. Very competitive uh, spirit and and just like just mind over matter. So it was very cool to watch her grow, you know, as, as a woman and, mm -hmm. and mature and just like grab this thing by the horns and just embrace it uh, with, with like this confidence. And I, I think, yeah, she won't give herself, you know, as much confidence as I'll give her, but like she was always researching and learning and growing. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I love about her. Like we always had great conversation and we would learn more. We'd like to learn more. Like, you know, we like to go to exhibits and we like to, you know, just go learn random stuff, yeah. right? you know, and totally. she's like a, she's a Jeopardy whiz, you know, so she's got like tons <laughs> of random knowledge and like, it's cool because you never know some, sometimes that might, uh, help you out, you know, but it, it was really cool to watch her and, and continue to watch her. And, and she still hasn't stopped growing and she understands the importance of the self development, um, mm. you know, aspect. And she like right now she's focusing on sleeping more, you know, now that Layla is only waking up once or twice in the middle of the night. Um, you know, she's like, okay, like, okay. Cause she's such a napping. Like I'm a great napper. I can literally have an espresso and nap. Like, yeah. so that is something that maybe for, for women too. Cause I mean, like hormones are racing all the time. So like, mm -hmm. I understand you, you can't just be like, okay, shut your mind off, go to sleep. And so yeah. she's just working on this thing, which I'm like so proud of her. Cause I love my sleep and I value it. And I think it's super important for the brain. And, mm -hmm. um, and she's just like killing it. And now she's sleeping better. And like, I'm already noticing just a better mood and, and more patience with the kids and, um, you know, for the both of us. So it's, yeah, she's freaking beasting the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm proud. Uh, oh, uh, of course you are, but you're, always, you're also very like encouraging. So she's got that, you got that going for her and she's got that going for her on, on your behalf. But, um, so what else do you do to stay true to yourself, um, and your family? Yeah. Um, I think, so this is something that, uh, Chris and I think is important is the communication and the connection with the extended family. Mm. 
because uh, right now, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of traveling the last couple of years. So everyone, totally. even though we're connecting, uh, we're not really as connected as we once maybe were. Mm-hmm. So uh, making making trips to California and making trips to Arizona, mm. um, you know, FaceTime as much as possible, even just on the phone call, like speak your phone with my dad, you know, so that Dean can hear me talk to my dad and, Aww. you know, and yeah, he can say, he can talk to Dean and stuff and just like building that importance around the extended family. Cause that's, that's the support system. I mean, yeah. all we got at the end of the day is our family. Like blood is all we got. And, um, you know, if, if there was ever, I just want him to know that he's got people that love him mm-hmm. and, and like, he deserves that relationship. You know, we can only show him the door to those relationships mm-hmm. and it's, and it's up to him to walk through and nurture those relationships. Just like, um, you know, my dad's relationship with his father was, different where he he talked to him almost every day on the phone but i almost never got to see my grandpa so mm-hmm. i was like disconnected you know from my grandpa and i don't really have that relationship you know it's like mm. i feel yeah. you there yeah so it's it's kind of sad but that has motivated me for you know to to create my legacy and and who mm-hmm. who who are the jetsons you know when i die and and who is dean you know yeah and who is layla and like who are they gonna remember me as what's my example and what's my legacy and um i, I don't really have that structure in my family and like yeah my grand yeah so uh, I want, I want them to be able to have those relationships. It's like, even though my mom left, you know, at a young age, like I chose to keep that relationship alive because that's my mom. I don't mm. care it, the, you know, the dynamic and relationship between what happened between her and my dad, it's irrelevant. You know, she gave birth to me and brought me into this world and I am her in a lot of ways. So, um, it's always fun to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So you got to appreciate it, and and you you take the best and leave the rest. You know. Yeah, that's what I love that saying. Yeah, it's hard. Like, and I like how you brought like the choice that with your mom too, because I think that choice too. Like, it's not always easy, and there's yeah. definitely probably some more internal work I need to go to let like the. Com- to completely drop the bag but i also feel like it's like if you get burned by a stove you're not going to touch the stove again you're going to be cautious around it right so when somebody hurts you you carry that with you into other relationships but also that same one if you're going to choose people make changes and sometimes people can only change so much and that's fine so i just like that you said that because it was like it's a conscious choice sometimes to be like, okay, mom, you're in my life. And, and to give that relationship to Declan, because I don't have a good relationship with my extended family either. And I want that for him. I want him to have those relationships that I didn't have. So yeah. Anyway, what's the example? I mean, if you, if you shut your mom out of your life or I shut my mom out of my life, like Mm -hmm. why would I expect for Dean not to shut his mom out of his life? You know, right. that's the example. That's the example we're yeah. setting. So, I think it goes back to awareness. Like, you have to, you have to be less selfish and just like mm. be a, be aware. Like, live live for them and just realize, yeah, the freaking example you're setting. Every word you choose I to know. say, God, that's you know, so true. And and if you just simplify it, like your behaviors are they are mm-hmm. because of words that you said and because they're the thoughts that you thought. So if you mm-hmm. can be a master of your own thoughts and stop it there your words and your behaviors might be different. Yeah. And you can even change your thoughts. I think that's really important to highlight too. It's like, we forget how much our kids emulate us. Oh my gosh. It's I swear it's all wild. the time. Declan says shit all the time. <laughs> I actually asked him where he heard that word from. He's like, you mommy. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, don't say fuck. And being in the restaurant business, that, that didn't help, you know, everyone oh, first, like a sailor there. So. It's just like my personality. I, I use everything like adjectives. So it's like, but yeah. anyway, uh, what about for you and Crystal? How do you make sure you two are at the top of your priority list? Like we've talked a little bit about it, but is there anything that you do regularly or to make sure that you guys are first, like front and center as well? Yeah. Um, we, we are, I guess, strengthening our, our faith, you know, mm-hmm. with, with God and, um, you know, in the pandemic, it was, it kind of, that's where it kind of started, I guess, you know, cause like, Hey, yeah, we were all, we all didn't really know what was going on. So it was like, okay, like 
we know that, you know, God is there for us. And, um, you know, we started watching church on just like every Sunday, just because yes. church started streaming it. Yeah. Which was nice, uh, because they shut down the churches for a while and stuff. So I was like, okay, that's, that's where we started. And it at least got like Dean familiar to, you know, the priest's voice and stuff like that. And some of the prayers, um, you know, we, we pray before every meal and we say prayers before night, you know, go mm. to bed. So like, I think that has helped um because it's so ironic like my dad i went to catholic school my whole life so like my whole life i was kind of being like you know uh programmed i guess you know my subconscious is like full of this <laughs> religion and and you know there there are some things that like i i definitely agree with and mm -hmm. um you know, like my dad he he showed me the door and for a long time i didn't want to walk through it because I felt like he was pushing me through it. Mm. And so I was like, no, you know, I don't want to go through that door. So then, um, a few years later, you know, after college and after I grew up a little bit, I decided, Hey, I'm going to walk through that door by myself, you know, cause this is my relationship with God. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and yeah, it was like, it was nice because I got to build my own personal relationship, not feeling like it was forced. Like you have to go to church mm. on Sunday because, because that's what you have to do, you know? And like, sometimes I don't go to church on Sunday because right. I don't feel like you need to report to a certain building, uh, to, you know, to show, to prove, you know, that, that you have faith or, or that, you know, you're, you're a certain religion or whatever. It's, it's not, it's not about checking the boxes. So it's if you're on this spiritual journey and, and what we're trying to do is, you know, be enlightened, be awakened individuals so that we can operate at the highest frequency, mm. I guess. And, and that has helped us release these super low vibrations that we hold on to, uh, that we hold on to like these grudges, like, you know, the, these totally. traumas, yeah, that, we, that we've held on to, you know, from our upbringing and stuff, like we mm -hmm. have to choose to forgive and we have to choose to let go of that shit because yep. we're, we're wearing or weighing ourselves down, you know? And like the goal is to lighten, lighten your load and, and be, be just like this energy source essentially, and just flow this love into your kids. And like, that is our job in my opinion, you know, that, that is my purpose. Yeah. That is, it's my feeling. And like, that's, what's pulling me. You know, God says to me like, Hey, be like, I gave you your dad for a reason because mm -hmm. he, taught you, he taught you how to be all the things, you know, have all these skills, whether you, you know, like your dad's personality or not, like you have these skills <laughs> that, that you can add value to others and you can mm -hmm. educate, you know, like maybe this is my foundation and maybe, you know, I help others on platforms like this and like, Hey, you can do it. Like maybe you just need to be empowered and maybe you just need to run your life like a freaking business. I mean, you, you work for somebody else for so dang long and hard, make your own P and L make your yeah. own systems, you know, like yeah. make your run your life like a business and, and just see, see how that goes this year. <laughs> I'm into that. I love that. Um, when it comes to your, uh, new dad life or soon to be dads, what advice would you give? Priorities. Yeah. Figure out your priorities and, and you might have to make a list. I mean, yeah, you, you might have to write it down to be honest. Just going back to your PNLs and I'm like, oh man, maybe I don't want to ask this question. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, you, you see this notebook I carry around all uh, the time. Something yep. changed. Totally. Well, you, you can take Alex for that. She's the one that got me on the notebook. <laughs> um, but seriously, like we have so much crap going in and out uh, of our head. Yeah. And we're di constantly distracted. I might be having a conversation with Crystal and then like the kids, you know, are, are getting into something. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you need to like save, save them from danger. So you're like, then you get back to the conversation. Like, okay, what the heck are we even talking about? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, organization is, is key, but, but going back to the priorities and like, you make decisions based around your values. So yeah. establish your values. And for us, that's faith, that's family. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's creating that abundant environment. And, mm -hmm. and that doesn't just mean we got lots of toys everywhere or there's money coming down from the ceiling. No, that's you know? so true. Ab yeah. Abundance for us is, is delivering that high energy and that positivity and creating this atmosphere of love so that, so that these kids just naturally grow up where no matter what stress or trauma they face in their life, they'll know to respond in love mm. first. Cause, cause it'll be natural. It, it won't be like, 
oh, 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 like, you know? God, that's a good, that's, I like how you're circling back to that too. Like that's like one of the first things we talked about, like yeah. abundance and love. That's, a, that's awesome. And that's, I think just a good fuck <laughs> lesson for all of us, I think. Straight personally. up. And, and to be, you know, to be honest and like what I'm doing now, you know, be able to work from home and like being able to learn how to make your money work for yourself mm-hmm. is, is awesome. So I think, um, you know, new dads, new moms, everyone should get, uh, become more financially literate this year mm. and because, or else we're going to be doing the same thing in 2023. You know, we can't expect to do the same thing we did last year and get different results. Right. It's true. So, you know, like for everyone, like I, I am an investor and a consultant. I run a cryptocurrency consultancy and uh, I help people get educated about it and, and how they can get their money working for them because this is, it's a new technology. I mean, this, yeah. I'm, I'm young enough where I didn't get to have any skin in the game with the internet boom. And this, I'm not going to let that opportunity slide by this time, you know, and I, <laughs> I love technology. Yeah. So I, I love tech and I, I love, love numbers. Yeah. So like that, that's just kind of how I got into it. And it has been a blessing because I have, you know, afforded myself to be able to come home and, you know, be here with the kids and Crystal left her job last, uh, last month. So she's been home full time with the kids, uh, as of January 1st, which is really awesome. Oh, so, dang. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I love that. I know. Yes. Yeah, so there, there is a will and there is a way, but you know, you got to, you got to make an action plan for yourself. We can only show you the doors and you got to be the one to walk through those doors. Okay, Jet. Because <laughs> I don't want to be having the same conversation in 2023. All right, I'll just replay this. I'm like, you know what? What did I tell you last year? <laughs> what did I tell you last year? We'll just, maybe we'll have to talk more about your work next time. That would be um, great. Real quick, um, what do you wish you would have been t- told about fatherhood? It's not what you think. You know, you can plan and predict and uh, analyze all you want. It's it's not what you think, but it's way better than you could ever expect, if that mm, makes sense. I love that. You know, because guys, like, I for us, like we don't get to grow the kid. We don't get to develop that, that personal yeah. uh, physical connection, you know, until we hold that baby for the first time. And then it's mm-hmm. like so real and it hits us like all like a ton of bricks, but it's all joy. And like, man, I couldn't help myself, but cry for both kids. I was like, Oh, I won't, I won't cry as much with Layla. You know, when I hold her, cause I've done, been there, done that. I, you know, expelled these emotions already. And then, but sure enough, boom, just waterworks because it's so oh, amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. And like, if you can hold on to that feeling that will propel you through every day, like you should get up excited that you've got the opportunity to feel that you got to feel that you yeah. know? And then you, you get like to, that. yeah, you just get to freaking be a great teammate and support system for, for these kids. We're, we're raising adults through childhood. Hmm. I'm gonna leave you with that. <laughs> uh, no, that is a, that I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's an amazing statement. And I'd never thought about that, but my mind just exploded. I, I heard that once and, and I think I melted as well. I was like, holy what? crap, that makes sense. Because they are, they are, well, they will be adults one day. So we're just raising them through childhood. Damn. All right. On that note, I am going to make that because that was good. And I am not cool. going to fuck that up. Sweet. Thanks. Thanks. I finally got one. I got one. You got a couple in it. I'm not even going to lie. I'm the mom who knows nada. This is Jet. He's the best. I love how some of the things that you did years ago in all the restaurants you're still doing today, and it's obviously working for you. So I'm stoked about that. Until next time, kids, have fun learning all the things you didn't know you needed to know. 